From Idea to Impact is a community for individuals of all backgrounds and professions that are looking to take their philanthropic lives to the next level. Whether through volunteerism, monetary donations, or starting your own nonprofit, making a positive and impactful difference in our communities is no easy task. This podcast features nonprofit leaders, philanthropists, social entrepreneurs, and community enthusiasts that are here to help take you from idea to impact. Let's start the show. Welcome to episode three of From Idea to Impact. My name is Brianna Alexander, and this episode is all about making your mark. It's a goal for many of us to leave a positive, lasting impact on those around us and our communities. So today we're going to talk with social impact consultant Martise Sutton about how to successfully make our mark. This episode, we're going to chat about the importance of seeking clarity, being engaged, and the struggles of commitment. Let's get to it. All right, welcome to this segment of From Idea to Impact. I have the pleasure of introducing my dear friend, Martise Sutton, to you all. She is phenomenal and a true change maker, and I am just so excited to have her on this third episode of um, the podcast. And she's going to be talking to us about making our mark today. And um, First, I want to let her introduce herself to you all so we can get all cozy and we can jump into the three takeaways for today. Hey, Martise. Hey, Rihanna. What's up, girl? <laughs> I'm good. Tell the people a little bit about who you are and how oh, fabulous wow. you oh, are. Oh, wow. I, I feel like everyone dreads that question, like, who are you? What do you do? Yeah. Um, and typically, my response is, I'm just a young girl out here trying to make it. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that will still be my response even on this podcast because I truly believe that's the essence of who I am. But I am the founder and executive director of Girls Going Global which is a nonprofit that empowers girls to be global citizens. And I'm also a social impact consultant, helping other people to lead and serve in their communities. So yes. I think that's a good gist of what I do. Yeah, where are you from? <laughs> what school you went to? <laughs> She's like, give us all the stuff. Okay, okay, okay. Um, originally from Philadelphia, I went to Spelman College undergrad, and I went to University of Pennsylvania for a master's in nonprofit leadership. Um, I've been working in the social enterprise and nonprofit space for about 10 years now. So my first job abroad was in India, working in social entrepreneurship, helping affordable private schools there. And since then, I've just been um, operating and working in various nonprofits and social enterprises really throughout the U.S. and abroad. So. That's awesome. And I actually met Martise, I want to say like through social media, but <laughs> we got connected through a friend of ours, a mutual friend, Anique. And yes. um, shout out to you, girl. <laughs> and um, I literally one of those connections where I've been like, oh my God, where have you been all my life? <laughs> so I am glad to have you here today. And we're going to jump straight in Let's to go. our first um, takeaway, which is seeking clarity. Mm -hmm. So Martise has always, if you follow her on social media now, <laughs> she's always talking about making your mark and the importance of doing that. And if you don't follow her on social media, she'll give you all that um, at the end of the segment. But what does it mean to make your mark? And like, when did you adopt that mantra? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess 
thinking about it, I'm not sure when I started to say it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my work with Girls Going Global, we're always looking for different ways to promote ourselves or stamp our work. And so, you know, it was like Passport to the World. It was like Black Girls Travel. And then more and more, I would talk about like the importance of making your mark on the world. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of like took on a life of its own. And it's been the thing that I say now. But I really think that what it means to do that is I wanted people to stop thinking there was only one way to create change or make a difference. Right. And I think that there's so many people doing great things. And I felt like you're making your mark, you know, right. so whether that's in service, whether it's in beauty, whether it's in business, it's like there are people out here doing dope things. And it's important for us to know and recognize that, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And again, it doesn't look like just doing service. I think there's a right. way for us to do service and make our mark beyond just, you know, being involved in a nonprofit or being philanthropic. Right. So personally, what mark are you looking to leave on the world? Hmm. <laughs> well, question. I think mine is probably very, for lack of a better word, basic in regards uh-huh. to like, it is still very much aligned with service and philanthropy, yeah. you know, but I think if I had to say outside of the work I do, I really do aspire to be a light. Um, you know, and I want to refresh people mm-hmm. and bring light into people's lives. Um, and I would say outside of that in regards to my work yeah I really just want to leave people better than how they came to me you know if that makes any sense and I try my best to whether it's in personal or professional relationships I guess I do really believe in um, exposing people to, mm-hmm. to different things, you mm-hmm. know, so whether that's like we went to a new brunch spot, right? Or if we went to a different country, or, the or try point a new is, cocktail, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or try a new cocktail. The point is, I would hope that when you experience Martise, you experience positivity, light, and you feel like you experience an opportunity to do something different. I love it. So when did you, how did you figure out what kind of mark you wanted to leave on the world? (laughs) Like what was, how did you seek the clarity to figure Mm -hmm. that out? Because I know me personally, I thought I was about to leave like a thousand different marks and like I'm doing all this stuff moving aimlessly. And then I kind of slowed down and I realized, and I said this on my first episode, I'm just here to normalize philanthropy and giving. Mm -hmm. Like I want it to be normal that people give back. And that is simple, right? Yeah. But you know, it's still broad, but it's very simple to say like, like what helped you figure out exactly how you wanted to be that light in others' lives? I think trying things out and mm-hmm. learning what I liked and what I didn't like. So mm-hmm. originally when I was at Spelman, I was very focused on business, um, global marketing. Mm-hmm. And I had this dream. I was going to make my work my mark by um, owning a McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I was going to be an owner-operator of a McDonald's, yes. girl. That was my <laughs> biggest dream, honey. And I wanted to be like the youngest. I remember when I found out somebody opened one at 24, they had beat. I was like, oh, I'm already, they've already done the youngest thing. Now what can I do? Right. But in my head, it was about like, what are the things that are already like known in your neighborhood or yeah. on the block that you could take ownership of yeah. so my thing was a mcdonald's in the hood you always see a mcdonald's and i was like i'm gonna have me a mcdonald's yeah. you know what i mean i'm gonna be able to employ my cousin yeah. that was my thought yes. girl i was gonna be out here in the street the black american dream yes that was it for me girl yes. um and and i think that just having various experiences so like i interned in the global marketing department at mcdonald's corporate okay you know um i interned in marketing at bt Um, And then I interned at MTV. So I had all these different experiences that were helping me to figure out, you know, what do I like? What do I not like? And then I think my ultimate experience of clarity was that first job abroad in India. And I think that just taught me a lot about, you know, what was I willing to, I guess, put up with in life in sake of getting a job done. 
And so I think I didn't walk away from India necessarily knowing that I was going to start this organization or anything like that. But I was very clear on I knew my focus was going to be on making a dollar and a difference. Yeah. I knew that after being in India. Yes, that, a dollar and a difference. Yeah, I knew social entrepreneurship was the route for me. Awesome. Yeah. So what do you have to say to that person that's seeking clarity right now? They're like, I don't really know what I want to do. Like, what's a, <laughs> what's a good first step into clearing the mm. space in order to receive something like that? Wow. Um, <laughs> to clear in the space, girl. You know, to clear the you space know. to invite it in. Yeah. I mean, I, I am a big person of writing things down. Okay. So for me, I I was that girl and still am. Like, I do write down what did I like, what did I not yeah. like, what are the pros and cons of yeah. every situation. And I do think that sometimes that is a good basic first step to yeah. figuring out like what am I supposed to be doing and then even writing down like what things bring you joy what things do you like you know how yeah. they say what things do you do that you would do um for free yeah. and I say I wouldn't focus so much on what things would you do for free but I would focus on what things do you feel bring you like true joy or what things do you find yourself laughing at the most yeah. you know what I mean whether that's just talking with your friend that might make you realize like speaking is yeah. my thing you know but my point is what is what are the things that you find yourself doing and that you're really enjoying and I think yeah. that's, um, you know, if I didn't recommend books and everything else, I would say the first step is that. It's just really being true to what do you like. Yeah. I think that sometimes um, when it comes to social impact things, like we have to find that balance between what do we like and then what's the need mm, like okay yeah, like true. just because you like that like Fair. doesn't mean you know like <laughs> that, that's the need so for that person that's seeking clarity we want you to have that that on the on the ground aspect too like okay yeah. like we like a lot of things but you know mm-hmm. keep that in mind yeah and I would say that's where trying things out comes yeah in and for research sure. comes in for so sure. I also was a person who I always if I had an idea about something I like like I always went to go google like yeah. what are other organizations or meetup groups or what are things happening around that so whether it's latin dancing yeah like i'm gonna google what is the latin dancing scene in atlanta <laughs> and i'm gonna find out it's bachata tuesdays it's tango wednesdays yes. i'm doing all the things and i think so my point in saying that is whether you're seeking a cause or just life enjoyment you know i believe that you need to research and yeah. find out what's out there and yeah. then i believe that you need to try it out to really assess if it's for you or not you yeah, know i agree and that leads us right into our second takeaway <laughs> which is being engaged and present mm-hmm. like i think one thing that i always hear is people saying that they want to do this i want to give back by doing xyz feeding whoever and sometimes it's it might not be necessary like mm-hmm. sometimes it there might be a greater need somewhere else or um or they might not have done their research right Mm -hmm. and so a lot of the work that we do you have to be engaged and present and like moving with the change in times right Mm -hmm. um like how important is it being engaged for what you do now and making your mark in general well, I think our world is consistently evolving, particularly because we're in such a digital age and space. And so being engaged and present is important. You know, mm-hmm. um, even in the work that I do around global education, I'm consistently, you know, checking on what are the latest trends around mm-hmm. global citizenship. You know, if we take it a step further and go with travel, it's like I still have to always be consistently aware of what are the latest alerts in different countries. Is that a safe country for us to travel to? Yeah. You know, so I think that being engaged engaged and being subscribed to whatever it is in your industry is important and I do think that our generation I don't want to generalize here but you know we're 
we're so used to getting information from social media these days that we aren't yeah, a part of yeah. like we don't subscribe <laughs> to your latest whatever you know yeah. but I am a subscriber of like Chronicle Philanthropy um, you know I am a subscriber of Harvard Business Review so I am and again I don't read every issue of right. like don't get me <laughs> but my point is that you know I, I'm at least keeping a pulse on the trends and I think that's what's more yeah. important nobody's asking you to know everything no. but you should have a pulse on what is the latest happening in your industry I agree so one thing I always hear you talk about and this is I don't think I've even mentioned this to you before was being self-aware and the mm. importance of being self self-aware <laughs> um and I know that you always talk about yourself and how, okay, I'm trying to be self-aware right now. <laughs> and um, well, how, how important is that aspect? I mean, yes, we're engaged and we're present, but also mm-hmm. being self-aware when we're doing anything social impact related. Yeah, I mean, I... Especially overseas. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I am a, I was raised the only child. And mm-hmm. so I do wonder how much of that is that I'm just so used to being with myself. So I'm consistently <laughs> talking to myself, checking myself, all those things. Yeah. But also um, to your point around like being in the in service work mm-hmm. is that you have to be mindful of how you engage with people. And I think that especially when you're, deal- when you're in service work and you're dealing with traumatic situations, oftentimes I think the biggest takeaway here is that it's, it's not about you. Right. And I think that's why the self-awareness Ooh. piece yeah, always comes in is because yeah. more times than not, if you work in service or philanthropy, it's not about you. Yeah. And so you have to be able to not only be present and be aware of that other person's mm-hmm. needs, but you have to be aware of like, and what are you bringing to that situation? So back to me saying that I want to be a light and I want to be refreshing. You know, I remember reading this article that said you're either two things to a person. You're either refreshing or you're draining. Mm-hmm. And it said, you know, strive to show up in situations and nice. be more refreshing. People mm-hmm. should walk away from you feeling better versus feeling like dang she just dumped all types of stuff on me you know so being more mindful about how you engage and connect with people do you connect with people through gossip do you connect with people through trauma like when they said they had a bad day you trying to top your bad day girl (laughs) me too child I had to go through so much it's like dang girl you know what I mean so it's like I think those are the things that are self-aware that are around self-awareness but they absolutely affect how you engage with other people and I think I try to be very conscious of myself particularly not for myself or the benefit of myself but more so for the benefit of how do do I show up for other people right that's so important and like when you're doing this work it is for other people it's to solve a problem it's Mm -hmm. to you know there's a cause that you're you're rallying around and being self-aware means that sometimes it's you have to realize that it's not about you yeah and even when you're volunteering your time um I get to work with a lot of volunteers and sometimes I I have to deal with angry volunteers and volunteers that are unhappy because of what they expected, right? When they got there. And it's not about, you know, whether or not the bathrooms were clean or Mm -hmm. if somebody said hi to them when they walked in, that what they, they expected to happen did not happen mm-hmm. because maybe they didn't have a really good grasp of what they were going to do and, and also, why. And so sometimes we have to re-explain like, hey, you're here to pack these meals. Like, yes. <laughs> we're here to feed others, actually. <laughs> yeah. Not you. Put that not down. Not your spirit. Yeah. <laughs> we're not feeding your spirit today. Yeah. And um, so that's very important. I, and I really see it all the time. And I yeah. always encourage any volunteer to be present and to be self-aware that in this moment you're here to serve others you can worry about yourself when the session is over Mm -hmm. and you're out of here but right now we're coming together to do some good yeah or even knowing when to tap out I think that's the other side to be in social work 
or you know what I mean or service yeah. work is that you are consistently giving and giving and giving so it does it can seem that it's selfish if you are self-aware and you know that like you are struggling yeah, or I need whatever. A break. <laughs> yeah and, it, and it's important to know that too and I, I I would say that's another strength of mine in regards to like I know when I am not in a good space you mm-hmm. know and I typically am very transparent with people about that I know when I'm not in a good position to be at a networking event and talk about girls going global like mm-hmm. I know when I don't have it yeah. I'm not interested I don't yeah. want to talk you know <laughs> I also know when I'm on yeah. you know so and I know how to set myself up for success based on my attitude you know what yeah. I mean so it's like I know when it's an off day I need to hit an admin task yeah. <laughs> you know and I also know that when it's an on day yeah I could do that speaking engagement and I think it's about being able to tap into both like yeah. knowing when you need to show up for others and knowing when you need to pull back for yourself because I do believe in if you're going to show up and not give your best yeah. or not be positive then it then there's no point in you being here yeah. so also know when to be like you know what I'm not feeling it so that means I'm no good to anybody right, right. now. I love it. Yes, yes. So I'm going to go ahead and flow into number three. Flow, flow. Um, <laughs> commitment. I think that you and I both can attest to the fact that that is probably one of the toughest mm-hmm. um, aspects of the work that we do. Because it's ne- one, it's never done, right? Like, <laughs> it's never over, over. So it's like, okay, it's 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 a constant there but sometimes we fail like you know sometimes we don't do the right thing sometimes we don't get the grant sometimes mm-hmm. most of the time we don't get the grant you know like <laughs> most of the time we don't get it or you know like a proposal that you submitted may be rejected and that doesn't stop the fact that the need is still there mm-hmm. but for most people that um maybe new to this kind of space or trying to navigate they were in this space they would have thrown in the towel so what what are your thoughts on commitment in general and what is it like what does that look like to you yeah man I mean (laughs) I feel like and I can't remember exactly if we spoke about this already but I feel like it kind of goes back to your why or the concept of it's not about you Mm -hmm. you know there are definitely times where I have I don't believe that I ever truly thought about giving up on girls going global but definitely times where I've thought about like what it should look like you Mm -hmm. know and and what that means for me and so I consistently have been able to keep trying one more again Mm -hmm. uh, because of the girls you know it's all about the girls that I serve it's all about you know the situations they're going through it's all about providing them with an experience and making sure they know that there's more to the world than what they see every day you know what I'm saying and making sure they know that you know where they come from doesn't determine where they can go in life that's what keeps me committed and I think also more than being committed to a cause it's about again being committed to a mission so that concept of are you committed to making your mark on the world are you committed to girls education girls empowerment homelessness whatever because in that way you're not attached to the the organization or the you're attached to you're committed to whatever your intended goal is and so for me that's the reason why it's like I've never I've always been committed to girls education or girls empowerment and that's why I could work a job at a refugee school for girls that's why I can work a job in India doing girls mm-hmm. education it's because ultimately my my life my resume makes sense you know yeah. at the end of the day you look at it and you're like oh she's clearly committed to women and girls empowerment yeah. she's clearly committed to social entrepreneurship um and that's it and then I would say I guess another part of the commitment piece is I lost my train of thought but don't worry so what like what do you when it comes to you said you've been in the game for like 10 10 years oh yeah like everything like that like um what do you think the the where do you think the struggle to commit 
comes in as mm-hmm. far as the work that we do. Like, what do you think is like the thing that just makes us say, you know what? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even. Well, I think with most it. people assume it's money a lot of mm-hmm. times, and I think yeah, it's money, of mm-hmm. course. But mm-hmm. I would say deeper than that, I think it's the appreciation factor. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just don't feel appreciated. Or if I took it outside of what other people could do and oh, focus on us, it's more so like I when you don't know if you're really making a difference or you don't know you're making an impact it's kind of like okay like I've been doing this thing but you know now what like I mean it sounds good but you know are these girls feeling better about themselves do they feel like now they know they can go to school outside their city you know what I mean like especially particularly when you're dealing with youth you know what I mean it's like you don't always know if what you're doing is really doing what you intended to you know are you making the impact you intend to have and again that lack of appreciation when you don't feel like anybody is noticing that's often I would say what makes people feel like you know is it worth me still doing this yeah I actually um have a, a quick story I was well actually started at Howard as a clinical laboratory science major a lot of people don't know <laughs> I did that, not know that. I, but um basically um my parents was like fill out the app <laughs> and, I was there what <laughs> and so I got into Howard um under that major and I got there and I looked at the class schedule right they're like oh yeah you need to take chem one chem two pre-cal Ooh, all this other stuff. you said I, oh I was like oh but I ended up um switching my major to political science and I thought I wanted to work on the hill mm-hmm. and I did my little internship on the hill and it was I was miserable why because I was doing so much work right like around the clock and I wasn't seeing anything for it like I was just I stayed pressing send on turning some document in and nothing (laughs) I literally wasn't seeing anything come from it and so from there I ended up um transitioning over into the nonprofit sector Mm -hmm. because I was able to see even yeah. though, even if it wasn't immediate, like I was able to see the work that I was doing transpire into something, yeah. you know. And even if nobody's telling you that it's transpiring to something, you can see it. Yeah. And so that is very important, and I'm glad you brought that up. Is that's like a huge factor. Like you can't if you can't feel like you're making a difference Mm -hmm. a lot of times you're gonna drop it and yeah I mean particularly if you're in something that has a longer term impact and I think back to being self-aware like it's nothing wrong with you saying like I need to be I need to do things where I could see the impact immediately Mm -hmm. I need to see that I made Mm -hmm. a difference so for you if that's it you need to do the meal so that you can see you gave out food and that person is now fed for the night do that yeah you know maybe you are not built for something that requires (laughs) a four-year turnaround for you to wait and see if the child got (laughs) college or not right that ain't your ministry (laughs) because you are gonna be sitting here just waiting on hmm did this do what I needed it to do and again that's where it gets that's where it gets hard I believe but I believe you know let's I'm gonna throw in faith in here real quick but I think that we always talk about (laughs) but it's about how God has you wait in all situations Mm -hmm. like there are all parts of life that require you to wait and require you to be patient on the impact and the potential that it may have in your life and I believe that when I hold strong to that when I keep that in mind that there are times when God is like be still Mm -hmm. like he tells us to be still not just with your man but with your work like be still sis Um, (laughs) across the board Across, across the, the board. board you know <laughs> a lot of things require a longer term impact but what you see was really going down and so you know I my Jesus is crazy God <laughs> so for the person that's struggling to, with commitment right now like mm-hmm. what do you what do you say to them I mean I, I, I'm a big advocate of small wins mm-hmm. and I'm a big advocate of taking small steps and they say like growing slower 
or little by little, whatever term you need to yes. uh, get you going. <laughs> but I believe in saying that, you know, what's the one thing I can commit to? Yeah. So, you know, um, for me, even if I use like right now, when I think about my life, you know, outside of my work, I want to be um, physically fit. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I know that right now I'm not doing anything. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie to myself and be like, oh, now I'm going to do three times a week. So yeah. That's just not happening. So I say, OK, I'm going to do I'm going to do one time this week. You know, and I do believe in that snowball effect yeah. of when you accomplish one thing, we can check it off once you feel yeah. more empowered to continue on. And so to the person that's out there thinking about how do they commit, particularly how they commit to a cause or organization, I would say like start small. Yeah. Start with by committing to show up to an event. Right. You know what I mean? Start by committing to, you know, donate. Yeah. Say that you're going to commit to um, if there's an outing, whatever it is, I would say start by committing to one thing. Yeah. And then again, determining is that a good fit for you because a lot of times the reason why people can't keep up with stuff is because you can't keep up with a charade you can't keep up <laughs> you can't. with the fake yeah it gets, no. you can't keep faking it until you make drained. it you're drained yeah. and that i truly believe that's another component which of course we can't jump into yeah. but i believe that's another component of why people have a hard time committing because you don't really want to be there so oh, you can't commit gosh. to something yes. if you ain't real to it you know what i'm saying Bishop who can commit, in here who can commit yes. to fake though yeah. who can commit nobody. to the, the fool nobody you can't and you and you don't feel right in it like you yeah and you go home every day and you're drained yeah like you're drained because now you like, gotta take off this whole mask this whole persona you didn't put on for the day Todd yeah. you died honey you done wore yourself out telling them people you wanted to bag them clothes you a lie you ain't no you don't bag clothes and that's okay and that's okay and that's fine yeah I think that I think that for anybody who's struggling with commitment remembering that you know take the time to seek clarity and be engaged and mm-hmm. before you commit like simple as that it's simple <laughs> it sounds more simple than it is but those are two great steps to take in before um really diving into anything related to social impact and making a big you know change or difference in your community because you don't want to fake the funk like yeah. you don't want to be out here exhausted and i think people need to understand that um, when you're doing philanthropy, it doesn't have to be one-sided. It doesn't does have it. to be just what you're going to give to the organization. I think that's another reason why people struggle with commitment is because they think that they're going to come off fake yeah. or come off opportunistic if they're like, I'm looking to get this from the organization. And that's right. not the case at all. Actually, you need to be more intentional and you need to be more transparent about what are you seeking in this situation because that's how we can make it better for both of us. So, you know, in my interviews with board members, committee members, I'm always asking them, and what do you want out of this experience? Yeah. Because that's what's going to make it best for both of us. We right. both have to be committed to um, your growth and what you're trying to get out of this. Right. I actually saw a video the other day on Facebook. You know when you like in a Facebook rabbit <laughs> yes. hole, you're just looking at stuff. So um, this was like right before this podcast. We I saw a video of a man, an older man in the neighborhood, changing his brakes. Mm-hmm. Right. And he had like 10 boys in the neighborhood around him teaching them all how to change brakes and how to uh, put the tire on and all this other stuff. And I just want, you know, to kind of end this segment with remembering that service looks different for everybody. Yeah. Right. That was an act of service. Then he taught them boys something that they'll be able to yes. use forever. Like making they, his mark. Making his <laughs> mark. It, it, he didn't have to sign up for that. No. But when those boys look back and say, "How you learn how to tell? How'd you learn how to do braces, Mister Johnson? Yep, Mister Johnson, Mister Williams yep. on the block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I definitely want to um, end this segment by just 
saying that it's so important when you're doing this work to know that there is no right or wrong answer to giving back. Mm-hmm. Like it, it looks different for everybody. It feels different for everybody. It doesn't require you to work at a nonprofit. It doesn't require you, you to have a degree and it doesn't require mm-hmm. you to, you know, have any kind of accolades. Giving back is definitely something that we all do and we don't necessarily give it the attention that we, you know, yeah. deserve to give it. Yeah, I agree. So do you have any final words you want to leave us with? No, I mean, I think that was powerful in regards to the make your mark concept, mm-hmm. because that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Making your mark is about showing up and showing out, you know, in yeah. whatever industry, way, role of life, like yeah. whatever. You can make your mark in your family by breaking generational yes. curses. Yes. You can make your mark at your job by being the first, the youngest, the whatever. It doesn't just look like philanthropy. It really does look like how do you show up in a way that makes other people um, act differently or change their behavior right. or change their way of thinking, you know? And that's why I will say that making your mark can be simple, but it does require you to show up. Yeah. And it does require you in some instances to be exceptional. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it does require Agreed. some work, but it, it doesn't it doesn't require all the fluff and stuff right. that we put around it. It yeah. really just requires you to show up as your best self yes. is what I would say. Ooh, how can the people find you, Martise? Because <laughs> um, they're looking... <laughs> well, um, I think we're, quick plug, we're, quick plug. we're IG generation. So on Instagram, I'm Marty around the world, M-A-R-T-Y around the world. Girls Going Global is all one word on Instagram as well. And then my website is martisutton.com if you're interested in talking to me more about how you can make an impact in your community. Um, if you're interested in starting a 501c3, all yes. that jazz, any type of social impact business or initiative, you can find that information on my website. So. Perfect. Thank you, Marty. <laughs> yeah, we did it. <laughs> I'm hoping that from today's episode, you were able to take a few moments to evaluate or reevaluate the mark that you're currently making and identify some ways in which you can go into quarter two ready to be all about the impact. I'm leaving you with this quote. If you get give if you learn teach and that is by miss maya angelo have a great day